Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi everyone, Graham Couch here from the Lansing State Journal, along with my colleague Chris Solari from the Detroit Free Press for an episode of Spartan Speak slash Talking Spartans. Late night uh, edition. Late night edition. After dark here at Spartan Stadium. After it's Mich- not midnight. It is not. After Michigan State's win, uh, 23-20 in overtime, uh, scoring in this end zone that we're standing in front of here uh, over Nebraska, and a game where, you know, I think what was interesting is they were, they were definitely humbled in this game, more than they've been at any point. This was the best defense they faced. They had no first downs in the second half, and they wind up making the winning plays when they had to make them. And, and, you know, that's something that we haven't seen from Michigan State teams in recent years when they've been in this sort of game. Yeah, I mean, you know, in particular, um, the special teams came through dramatically. I mean, obviously, Jaden Reed's touchdown, they're they're not playing in overtime without Jaden Reed's touchdown. The punt fake call from, from Ross Elves. The execution from Jalen Naylor on the opposite side, the shank punt from Nebraska's punter Cerny, the decision to not use William Pristop there. Um, a lot of things that went into that. Um, but I, I, and one of the other things that I think was going to go unnoticed as well after that touchdown, there was a penalty on Michigan State that backed off the ensuing kickoff. And Matt Coglin, who hit the game winning field goal in overtime, kicked that ball as far as I think I've seen him. I mean, he nearly got it to the end zone. Nebraska fumbled it, and they stopped him at the 18. So Nebraska really, yeah. with a minute left, didn't even have a chance to to get another touchdown. Then Chester Kimbrough picks off Adrian Martinez in the first possession of overtime. And then uh, Kenneth Walker. Had no room all day. Wildcat snap runs 23 yards in the first play and pretty much... Doesn't get over. in the end zone, which which was a big deal for those yeah. who had the spread because it was never down as unless yeah. you got it at three when it very, very first opened. You, you lost money tonight if you had the Spartans. Uh, yeah, special teams, enormous. Uh, Bryce Berenger, I mean, just enormous, enormous punts, like averaging yeah. high 60s, big punts that set them back on long drives when the offense wasn't going anywhere. And even in the first half when the offense was doing some things, it, I mean, his field position helped set up their first touchdown. Uh, Michigan State's first touchdown. The the Jaden Reed uh, punt it was interesting. I was in the elevator on the way down. It took me a, if my hair, if you're watching this, looks disheveled. This is what happens when I rewrite the quick takes 46 times at the end. Um, I was in the elevator on the way down with some GAs from Nebraska, and they were lamenting the punts. And and you see, you, I mean, their punter was not very good. And the punt, of them. the punt that yes, and the punt that Jaden Reed. Um, return for a touchdown was 30 yards off target. That was not supposed to go to him. That was not supposed to happen. And so you see Michigan State making winning plays. You see the interception in overtime. You see the punt return for a touchdown. Um, And so even a team that in some ways was was muted offensively finds a way to win, and there's a belief in this team. And and look, if you make winning plays – you're going to win a lot of games, and especially in a season like this, we're going to be in close games. Well, even the strip sack that, that Jacob Panashuk had and, and Jeff Petrowski jump in on it just before going out of bounds, yeah. that slowed down Nebraska's offense when they were really starting to hum. Um, at, not that they didn't hum. I mean, I, you look at the final numbers in that second half, 
They had the ball for 23 minutes and 18 seconds of the half. Yeah. Michigan State had 15 yards on 14 yeah. plays, or vice versa. I think it was 14 yards on 15 plays, and they still won. Not only that, they were still in the game because I think you mentioned about the winning plays. The winning plays were being made by Michigan State's defense. Yes. Um, and it didn't necessarily come about uh, with the turnovers. Obviously, Kimbrough's overtime interception and that yeah. fumble I mentioned, but, um, you know, getting critical stops on third downs, holding them to a field goal on one possession. Um, there were a number of – Mel Tucker even talked about this. I mean, you know, there's a lot of lessons that they're going to learn from this game because this was – and he said football's a far from perfect game. This was far from perfect anywhere um, yeah. from play calling to even the special teams. I mean, the Coughlin miss at the end of the half was kind of – wasn't his trouble. Fault. It was, I mean, a, it was a bad, bad snap, snap, but yeah. he also didn't try and kick through it. He stopped. Well, yeah, and it was a and, weird. It was the timing got yeah. weird, and the hole and, wasn't perfect. Yeah. And and there were you know there were other issues uh, on that. You know penalties at, at inopportune times. But I mean, this is what Tucker talks about with not flinching, with yeah. not 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 keep chopping, and all those and, all those cliches. You know, playing one play at a time. I mean, you know, you look. It, it's funny because. Chester Kimbrough said he didn't even see Jaden Reed's return, yeah. but he heard it on the sideline and turned to look and he realized, oh, yeah, we're still in this. You know, what, what's interesting is you see the difference between Nebraska and Michigan State. Physically, is not a whole lot. And in fact, you could argue defensively, Nebraska controlled the line of scrimmage yes. and, and was better than uh, from just a personnel standpoint. However, the difference in their seasons and tonight are, are winning plays. Even uh, Adrian Martinez, who was fantastic at times. I mean, he is really, you know, you think back to the Illinois game this year and, and he was awful, but he was great on some throws and keeping things alive. However, he also has, you know, the, the strip sack that leads to the fumble, he sees the guy coming. He looked at him. He needed to get rid of the ball yeah. right then. And and, and so he, they, they make some dumb plays. They had four. That's Roethlisberger syndrome, knowing you can make a play and trying to do it even at the detriment of, of your team. They have four false starts. You know, they're a team that does the opposite. Michigan State has made those winning plays. Nebraska hasn't all year. And in and, and a Big Ten like this, where I think there are going to, and, you know, I would just saddle up because there are going to be a number of games, I think, that come down to the end for MSU this year. But if you're a team that starts believing you're going to make the winning play, and you could, you know, we've covered Michigan State for a while. You could yeah. feel it the other way with MSU in recent years. Uh, that that's going to win you a couple games. And, and well, look at the Martinez touchdown. I mean, first of all, you call a timeout because you have too many men on the field, uh, and you don't have the right personnel. Then you come out of the timeout with 12 men on the field. Well, there are some moments and that weren't great. There, that's a moment right there where if you're Michigan State and you haven't had the ball, and then you go three and out yeah. again, you could have packed it in. Um, and I think there are a lot of historic Michigan State teams that maybe would have packed it in right there. And this one didn't. Um, you know, this one, I, I mean, again, you know, the call on the punt, when we come back to that, um, you know, however it was, you know, Jaden Reed said it may have been shanked to him. Um, you know, Jalen Naylor drew the defense with kind of a wave of the hand yeah. and, I don't know if it was up to fake the fair catch or just yeah. let it go. But, um, you know, that play right there, in a moment that, I mean, it's been since 2011. I yeah. mean, it's been 10 years since we saw it. Which is pretty amazing. Because it may have been, look, Nebraska screws up the punt. There's no yeah. question about it. But you would think in a decade that somebody else would screw up a punt at some right. point and you'd get that sort of thing. And, that, and then and well, we've the two, seen re- I mean, you saw the two return men there. That's, you know, they did that a little bit last year at times with those two. And I think D'Antonio maybe even did that. I think it was, you know, however they're handling the rugby punter. But that obviously led to this. And then you needed the perfect circumstances 
to come into play with the shank, with yeah. everybody getting sucked to the other side, and it did. Let's talk about MSU's offense for a little bit because, the, you know, the first three weeks, they were a big part of the story. And there were moments even in the first half where the left side of the offensive line I thought was really good with Walker and a couple good runs. Peyton Thorne, he throws his, his first interception of the year and then comes back and it's, um, you know, he's 12 for 14 for 171 and a touchdown the rest of the half. He's in, in his playmakers, he was getting them the ball to make plays and Connor Hayward and Jaden Reed were doing it. And Connor Hayward, impressive dude, obviously. Wow. That, that, that run, that yeah, was, yeah. Punishing, punishing run after the catch too. And the catch itself going up and getting it in, in good coverage. In the second half though, you saw this offense for the first time. They're going to have to figure some things out. Really get stymied. And, and when the run gets taken away, and I think there will be teams that can do this again, Peyton Thorne is going to have to be a, a better quarterback than he was tonight. Like, he, he, he was behind guys. And, look, he took some licks. Um, you know, I don't know if he was feeling 100%. But he, he was not in the rhythm he was later. He was not the quarterback he's been. And, and so I thought for him it was like, in the first half was like this step forward. Here, here's they're taking away the run. He's showing he can do that. In the second half, it was like, oh, oh, wait a second. Look, that's the journey of a young quarterback, and you you want to win when they're stumbling along that. But I, I thought that was interesting, and the fact that the run game did get stymied, I, I think there's a little bit of oh, a little bit of humble humble pie tonight. Yeah, I mean, you know, let's face it, this Nebraska defense showed they're for real. Um, I thought, you know, and. Michigan State was rotating the offensive line in units, which was really interesting, particularly at the end of the first half. You know, when they get the field goal, they had the second unit on. Then they get the ball back, and it's the second unit again and not the first unit. You know, how much of that was trying to keep those guys fresh for later in the game, I don't know. But, you know, those points, I mean, they left some points on the board even in the first half. Um, but then in the second half, they couldn't get a first down. And it didn't matter which offensive line was in there. It didn't matter who was running the ball who was catching the ball i mean thorn was behind Naylor on a couple slants um you know no no turnovers though i mean that's the thing it's like i mean granted you only have 15 five. plays so right, you, right. you don't you know five drives three and out but you don't you're right you don't make the costly mistake you yeah. gave when your defense is playing it and look there are some moments nebraska's got players and, and martinez is a difficult guy to deal with but when your defense is playing as well as they were, and, and they are even when they're a bend but don't break defense, they are not on their heels. This yeah. is a defense that'll come up and hit you, and they'll make plays, and they believe in themselves. And your special teams is giving yourself you a chance like that. What, the first thing you've got to do is not screw it up by turning the ball over and giving them exactly. a short field. And and and, and the, the punts that that I, I think were a huge part of that, and and giving this team a shot. And look, so ultimately you're four and zero. You feel a little more vulnerable Amazing. if you're Michigan State in some ways yeah. than maybe you did coming into this game, but I, who, who would have thought that this team would be four and zero right now? I mean, well, the Vegas line was four and a half for the whole damn season. I mean, you know? I, I had them at three and one at this point with a loss to Miami and a win in this game, and not nearly as close, particularly because I made my picks after Nebraska's loss yeah. to Illinois. Yeah, right. and that you, Nebraska, from a defensive standpoint, looks legit. I mean, what they did against. Oklahoma and Spencer Rattler, I mean, this team shouldn't be disappointed. I mean, there, Michigan State scored as many points as Oklahoma did, 23 there, points, and they only gave up four more. There are a couple lessons. One, don't ever play in week zero if you're invited to. That That's created a perception of Nebraska that wasn't really fair to this year entirely, and so that's not who they are. I mean, it's just not. And so, But the other thing I think to think about right now is there's going to be some exhale. Okay, they should be 5-0 and for that trip to, to Rutgers. Maybe. But, Western Kentucky's but, tough. Exactly. Western Kentucky tonight lost 33-31 at home to Indiana. Now, credit Indiana for being willing to go down there and play that game. But they're coming into Spartan Stadium, a non-Big Ten game, team that can put up some offense. And I think Michigan State will have some physical advantages again up front that it, it hasn't had. 
but they're going to have to play well, and they're going to have to keep, you know, otherwise it is not a gimme this week. This was a tough scheduled game. And this was a physical game. I mean, Michael yeah. Dowell twisted an ankle. Obviously, Drew Beasley went out yep. at, carted in the off first the field. half, yep. carted off. It was sat in the end zone in the second half on a stretcher with his foot yeah. on a boot. Um, Mel Tucker didn't know the extent of that Doesn't injury. But, I mean, yeah. you know, even still without him, they got seven sacks. I mean, they were pressuring you know, and when they, quite a bit. They played a game without those guys, and that probably helps. You know, and they, and some of those guys who, who who subbed in were making plays in this yeah. game, who subbed in in the Youngstown State game. I think yeah. here's the one thing that helped. I don't think they have a dominant edge rusher on this team. They clearly don't. Although the, I thought there were points where Jacob Panashuk looked like a monster. Points up the middle where Jacob Slade and Simeon Barrow look really what I mean. good. You know, we've talked before, and these are D'Antonio holdovers, so give yeah. that staff some credit, too. The, the There is a, you know, one of the things we used to always say with the offensive line is you recruit to a certain point, right? So even though you're having injuries, your backup should be better than they are. There is a level of, of, of consistency first to second unit on that defensive front yeah. that is really really helping and paying off there's not a lot of drop off and they may not be brilliant but they're 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 you know is I'll talk about yeah. relentless and they're fresh because they can play a number of guys the linebackers Crouch I thought was really good Halliday was really good tonight Crouch got out of position a couple times oh, I thought on, on on passing routes but he gets back again quickly. yeah <laughs> I mean he he does make up for it I yeah. thought Petrosky played a fantastic yeah. game too I yeah. mean they needed that when Beasley went down and so it'll be interesting to see who who the next guy is so. no well, no, interesting night. I think, you know, look, Michigan State danced out of the stadium 4-0 after a game where, you know, some things didn't go well. So that's, you know, you you're, you take it. No no apologizing for winning ever. Um, and if you're, if you're trying to build, you want the traits that you saw tonight uh, to come through. We'll have complete coverage at freep.com, lsj.com, greenandwhite.com. Thanks for watching and listening. Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.